Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Welcome back to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Today we've got a really interesting topic. Um, but before I introduce this topic, I want to introduce my interesting guest, um, Councillor Keith Gerling, uh, who works for Nottinghamshire County Council, who's currently the Cabinet Member for Economic Development and Asset Management. Before this, he spent 18 years in the Grenadier Guards as a colour sergeant, um, a passionate, passionate advocate of um, armed forces, veterans, uh, and their kind of transition into the civilian world. And we're going to be talking about that today. So before I get into this, Keith, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to this uh, podcast, to be fair, to get the message out there. Absolutely. Well, let's start with it then. So question one, what is the Covenant? Well, the government is, is the government's um, commitment, really, to the armed forces um, and the armed forces family. So it's not necessarily just about veterans. It's about those that's leaving. It's about reservists and, and, and covers the old. It keeps getting changed. Sometimes it's called the armed forces family. Sometimes it's called, you know, um, whatever anyway. But I call it the armed forces family because it, it tends to cover everybody that's involved in it. And it's to make sure that they're really that they're not disadvantaged by their service, which in the past, and, and even now, really, they have been. Um, so particularly when um, accessing services, when they leave the forces. That's, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? There couldn't be a, probably a greater commitment or a sacrifice than serving your country in, in the armed forces. So absolutely important. What does the, the covenant mean to councils? Well, it means that we've got to show a commitment, really. And um, it, it shows that we've got to incorporate everything that the covenant is uh, involved with it's embedded within what we do so we have we have the examples of this where it's other groups so you know you know of the uh, black minority ethnic groups plus cues where where there's specific things that we have to do as a council to facilitate them and and this is really saying well actually we should be doing something for the armed forces family as well because you know they've put their um you know, commitment to the country by joining the forces and doing what they do. And even if you haven't seen combat, you've still put your name forward so that if there is a requirement to do combat, you're there. Uh, and it's to say, right, really, they should get some sort of um, recognition for that to make sure that actually they're not disadvantaged for it. And, and I can give examples of, of where um, it still happens, but mainly in the past, this is getting better all the time, where veterans have been disadvantaged by their service. And I'll give you an example in terms of at a, a very local level, you've got um, districts and borough councils are responsible for housing. Yeah, so you'll get um, and they'll have their housing policy, which says, you know, you, you get points for the fact you're local, you get points for the fact if you're disability, you've got disabilities, you get points for the fact if you're a single mother with children. And this builds your score up so that when um, a vacancy comes up, they'll look at the people at the top of that list and give them the give them the property first. And and you can understand that. And that's right. And rightly so. But where where veterans and the armed forces family are disadvantaged by that is is on that local thing. 
because they've just spent however many years in, in the forces post to wherever. So they're not classed as local and most not most. So it's a bit um, try, try not to be broad about it, really. Like most young men, when they join the army, join it to get out of the environment they're in. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm an example of that. I, I saw my life going the way it was going and I didn't want it to go that way. And I saw joining the joining the army as a way to get out of that um, scenario and, and see what happens. Well, not everybody then wants to come out of the army and go back to that that environment, you know, uh, and they want to go somewhere different. You know, it might be actually a lot of them tend to settle around the, the area where the barracks are, for example, where they where they've done all the service because they know that area now. It's familiar with them and they want to live there. Or the council will say, well, you're not from here. You, you, you know, you're in the army. You're from Manchester or you're from from wherever. That's really uh, interesting. So they're, they're yeah. massively disadvantaged then in terms of yeah. uh, on the list in terms of getting a, a social housing because they're not considered to be local. Yeah, exactly. So, so for example, I was the, um, at Newfoundshire District Council um, and there was in the process of doing their housing policy and, and, and veterans wasn't even mentioned. So I said, well, that's not fair. You know, you're not complying with the covenant. Uh, the covenant says they shouldn't be disadvantaged. You know, and I explained the fact that they don't always want to go back to where they're from. So they then had it that actually a veteran who would count as if it was local. So that sort of got rid of that disadvantage, if you like, as well. That's so, amazing, Keith. Yeah. So it's, and do you think a lot of this in terms of with with and again, a lot of this when there's so much responsibility that councils look after yeah. that this the veterans falling through the cracks in terms of the policies is just a lack of understanding uh from yeah it, it is a lack of understanding it's it's two things it's 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 the mentality of the veterans and i'll explain that in more detail in a minute but it's also the awareness of the covenant from local authorities you know they're, they're becoming more aware of it now and they understand that they've actually got to start complying with it uh but, but you know this is this is i'm talking like um six years ago when i mm. first became a district councillor eight years ago when I first became a district councillor it wasn't embedded it wasn't part of it now if you go to Newcastle district council it's embedded in their in their processes and they're actually gold um, a gold award winners now for the for the armed forces covenant so you know, it's about getting them up to that level and, uh, and that awareness so it's it's all part of your you, you know your DNA of your council that is considered like all the other groups are considered well, it's, that isn't it, of course, because a council should represent and look after all the community that it, it, it obviously that it serves. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you talk a bit about your role as armed forces champion? Like, what does that mean? What, what well, do you basically do? Basically, what it means is I'm I'm the advocate for the armed forces uh, family, if you like, within Nottinghamshire. So, so the idea is that we 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 promote the benefits of, of veterans and 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 um, reservists, and also actually, and they tend to get left out quite a bit. Is 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 the um, adult, because right, this is why they get left out of the title, they're adult volunteer instructors for cadets, you know, they are the, the uniformed cadets. Uh, and they're really important. Without them, there would not be a cadet movement. And, and, it, and they keep thousands and thousands of kids um, active and, and involved in Nottinghamshire alone. So they're really valuable members of society. But it's about saying, look, you know, um, you know they've served they've done the duty there but they've, they've got this wealth of knowledge wealth of experience that they can transfer into what whatever it is that you're you want from an employee mm. you know because the, the trouble is we have these um television programs where they show a veteran and 
inevitably has got mental health issues, inevitably is a bit of a psychopath, he gets into fights, all this, all on television. You know, you look, to, look at even EastEnders, was it Grant? I never watched EastEnders, but I know that one of them was an ex-veteran and he was, a, you know, he's a bit mad, wasn't he, in terms of how he behaved and everything. Well, the reality is... 99.9% of veterans, they come out, they're normal people, they've had great experience, um, they're very dedicated, the work ethic is absolutely second to none, and they're a great asset for any company going in. And it's a reality that uh, if you if you look at the, the, the percentage of, of people that serve with mental health issues, it's less than the percentage of people, normal people, you know, civilians have got mental health issues in terms of percentages. That's so, so interesting because the, yeah. the, the portrayal of the media, and I have a massive issue with how the media portrays, yeah. particularly with the local government, because you're right, they create these stereotypes and people yeah. believe it. So, yeah. and that's because that's the only interaction that person might have had with a veteran is yeah. with a um, fictional character on their TV screen. And that it shouldn't do, but that does influence people's psychology around how they subconsciously interact with people. We talked about housing. Is there any other aspect in terms of with the, the the covenant, in terms of the interpretation of it by our councils, where you feel that veterans, changes need to be made to ensure that veterans aren't disadvantaged? Well, it's all the services, really. So so any service that any council um, gives out, then that, that's to make sure they're not disadvantaged by that. But it's not just councils, it's doctors, it's the NHS. You know, uh, now when you go to a doctor, the, the, one of the first questions, if you're new to that surgery now, is are, were you a vet? Are you a veteran? Did you serve? You know, um, I mean, now you know they've asked me once, and then now they know, and it's on my record, so it's tagged uh, as a as a as a thing that I'm a veteran. So anything I have now, all my illnesses I've got because of my service, it's all all recorded, if you know what I mean. So so it's everybody, any 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 service, if you like, that the that's um, society gives out mm. it should be all part of the covenant and businesses can sign up to it as well so to be a bronze uh, as a business all you've got to do is sign the covenant so you're aware of it you understand it but then there's different criteria to become silver and even even more to become gold um, and and we've got some great examples in nottinghamshire of, of companies that have got the gold award you know and and to put into context in the country yeah, the, the one that's got the most gold awards is obviously London. Nottingham is second in the country for having the uh, the uh, Employee Recognition Scheme Gold Award. That's incredible. So, so we're, we're really, really driving the, the, this forward. And in fact, we've just had a, a, a bit first ever run by a, a local authority, Business Awards, where it was all about people that had got the covenant, uh, either uh, um, ex-forces that are in business, or people who are employing veterans in business, and we've done an awards on it, and it went and it went fantastic. We had 140 people attending the first ever one, fantastic uh, event. Um, we're expanding it next year to make it bigger and better, you know, and to just push this this the fact that veterans um, are contributing massively into society now um, because of all the training they've had, because of all their now their life experiences, you know, they've they've seen and done things that most of us never want to even imagine, you know, and they've coped with all that and they've come out stronger people because of it. And why wouldn't you want somebody like that working for you? We've had, and I won't name them just because uh, I've not asked permission, but in our, in our, uh, where I work um, over the years, I've worked with a few people and just exceptional, um, very highly motivated, self-motivated, hard workers. And you're right. If you can do that, 
the chances are you can do most jobs very well, better than the most people, you know. So, but for, for people out there, for, for local authority leaders, for members, um, for, you know, for the officers, how do they, what's the roadmap here in terms of how can councils better engage with the the Armed Forces Covenant? What's What would your recommendations be? Well, well, the the, the the best way of doing it really is is to contact Nottinghamshire County Council. If if you're a local authority in Nottinghamshire, uh, we're we're quite we're quite fortunate in Nottinghamshire. Uh, uh, most of our um, local authorities are really well engaged with it. Some are just coming to the table now and they're catching up. You know, they they they've they've got the bronze. They've, they've, some of them have got onto the silver and they're working hard now to get the gold. So, so you know, it won't be long now. I, I anticipate before all the local authorities in Nottinghamshire will have the gold, uh, gold standard employee recognition scheme. It's then that this is where we can then do better because the scheme is like a standard, you know. But why not do better than the standard? Is is my approach to it. Uh, and we've got some anomalies within Nottinghamshire where some local authorities say. You know, you get free uh, gym membership. Some don't. Some say that you in the housing list. It's this. You know, you're not disadvantaged in these ways. Others don't. So, so my my role, I think, moving forward is is to try and make it so that we're all singing off the same hymn sheet, and we're all giving the same benefits to the armed forces family. Um, and and that to me would be a really really positive. Um, result in terms of it, it, then if you're in Nashville, it's not no different to if you're in, in Gedlin or in Newark or in, in Broxley or wherever. But at the moment, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement with what you've done for Nottingham and for the Nottinghamshire region for, for yeah. veterans. Yeah. And I guess so if you're, because uh, there, there's one of you for each region of the UK, is there? There are Armed Forces champions yeah, across. Well, well, there's supposed to be. There's supposed to be uh, an Armed Forces champion in every local authority. So, um, you know, I'm the, I represent. Um, uh, Nottinghamshire, there's one for Nottingham City, and then there's one for each of the each of the boroughs and uh, districts, and and we co- we come together uh, on a fairly regular basis um, <clears throat> with with actually the, um, the the military because we've got Chilwell Barracks in Nottinghamshire, so they they attend, and we come together and say right, what can we do? How can we improve? You know, what's the way forward and what's the path forward, basically. And is it uh, in terms of that strategy piece? Is it there? Is there kind of a national strategy, or is it very much regionally led, like individual strategies for this approach? There's a national strategy, but it's like any strategy; it's only as good as the people that implement it. So if you've got if you've got a um, um, you know people in in the right places, all pushing in the right direction, then you're going to achieve a lot more than oh, it's something we have to do, you know. And we've got we've got armed forces veterans. Um, um, oh, sorry, armed forces. Yeah, armed forces. Um, crikey, uh, champions. I can't think yes. of the word. Then we've got armed forces champions who haven't served. Yeah, and it's not it's not a requirement that you have to have served to do it, which is not a problem because as long as they've got the passion for it, as long as they believe in what they're trying to achieve, then you can still achieve. So, so it's my role really to to make sure that when when we get together. That we're all pushing in the same direction and we're not competing against each other it's not a race you know it's about coming up with a really good um a really good strategy that will work that we can afford to do that that makes it so that people are not being disadvantaged across the board no matter where you live 
That's amazing. And then for, for anybody out there who is a veteran themselves, are they able just to reach out? Is there a centralised website for this? Or Yeah, they, they, I mean, if you go on Nottingham County Council uh, website, you can get you get onto the Veterans Hub there. And there's lots of um, information on that because, you know, there's lots of different charities and groups scattered all over Nottinghamshire. And we've brought them all together so they can get you can access them in, in an individual you know, in the one point, really. I mean, you can always contact me and I can always pass it on to get you to the right person so that you're speaking to, the, you know, who you need to speak to. Often we get people coming in uh, asking me, saying, you know, I've, I've come out of the army, I can't get a house um, and I live in whichever district or borough that they live in. You then get onto that district and borough and remind them that, you know, they can't be disadvantaged with their service. And they tend to, oh, yeah, OK, and then and then it gets done. So we, we tend to be quite successful in that. We're not always successful because sometimes, you know, um, one of the difficulties is, I think, is, is the um, understanding of what the covenant is. Not particularly from, from councils now, but more from veterans. Yeah, and and from from the general public because there's a you know say well they've served the country they should get a house they should get a job, well that that's not realistic, you know what it is they should not be disadvantaged for that that's what that's what the covenant is all about you don't get a guaranteed job as a veteran you've got to go and do it, do the things yourself like anybody else has to do you know you've got to apply you've got to work hard to get that job you've got to show that your benefit of getting that job is better than the other applicants, you know so you can't influence that. But what you can do is put the support in there. So if they if they need that support, you can give it to them. I mean, when I left, you know, I did 18 years. I left the army. I mean, I got my first job as a, a printing a print finisher apprentice at a, a local company called Howitz in in Old Baseford. Joined the army after two and a half years of apprenticeship, and then 18 years never had a CV. Didn't know what job applications were. It just came out, you know. Uh, on, on a redundancy and um, I, I went to a job club and I was taught how to do a CV and and, and apply for jobs so, so you know you need to do the things yourself you can't just sit back and expect everything to happen for you and I think you know that's the that's a, the message also needs to be got out you're not just going to get it thrown at you because you're a veteran you've still got to work for it but what the covenant does is stop you being disadvantaged by your service doesn't That's get just, you anything. It's 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 such an interesting and absolutely uh, fantastic cause that you you are pushing so hard in Nottinghamshire. So you've talked about uh, across the Nottinghamshire having consistency. Is there anything else that you know you think that across Nottinghamshire will will, will um, that could you know uh, where wherever you live to get you know the same? Is there anything else that you I'm waffling here? Is there anything else that is, <laughs> is coming up on this Monday? I'm talking about from the weekend. Anything coming up that you know? Um, that you're particularly proud of or that you're going to do or that you are doing at the moment knocking them share just on this platform to talk about well the, the awards that that boots and berries awards uh, um you know it came as a oh let's have a reception get get the gold award winners in and and let's you know give them a drink and some sandwiches and and celebrate their achievements and i said well no let's make it a actual business awards you know and really really celebrate it um and the because of the success of that um, and we learnt a lot from being, it being the first one as well anyway. Uh, we're going to expand how many categories that, that people can put in for. We're going to expand. It, initially, it was just for the gold award winners. We're now going to expand it for anybody that signed a covenant, you know, that, that uh, is involved. We're going to extend it to charities as well so they can be involved and, and sort of also extend it to the 
the adult cadets, instructors as well, uh, because they do a fantastic job and they should be celebrated. So we're going to expand that out to try and encourage companies to see the benefit of, of having a, one of those kind of people working for you and, and encourage businesses to sign up to the covenant. You get, you get the bronze, uh, bronze award for just signing it. And that's just by saying, yeah, I know about the covenant now. I know what involved. We support the armed forces and we support what it's all about. You know, bronze award. You know, you can put that in your on your letterheads. You can put that anywhere. You know, on, on your shop windows or whatever. But then, if you want to go for the silver and gold, make those commitments. And they're not only us. You know, they're, they're not going to cost thousands and thousands of pounds to implement. It's just about incorporating some of the fundamental things in into HR in businesses about uh, about the fact that they're the veterans and the understanding of that. And it just builds the awareness then. You know, and if we can do that, then people are more likely to em em employ um, that, that that cohort, if you like, and that's 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 the goal as well. You know, get them into employment. You know, yeah. they're a good asset in society, and that's what we need. Absolutely. Well, Keith, firstly, thank you so much for your service to 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 you, to our country, and and thank, secondly, thank you so much for driving this so successfully in Nottinghamshire. It is genuinely not only very interesting to talk about, but obviously has a huge benefit to society and those veterans and their families and, and all those involved with the armed forces. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, I do it because it's, it's a pleasure. You know, you never have to work a day in your, in your life if you're doing something you enjoy, do you? And it's, it's what it is. Absolutely. But look, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. We've been speaking today with Councillor Keith Gerling around the Armed Forces Covenant and his role as Armed Forces Champion. Thank you for listening and look forward to uh, speaking with you soon. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truthaboutlocalgovernment at gmail.com. Truth About Local Government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.